Yo, 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 it's Josh. It's your boy Darius. It's Matt. And you are now tuned in to the Dominate the Decade podcast. Let's go. I'm trapped in. I'm trapped in, I know it. Hey, I know I'm trapped, I'm trapped, I'm trapped, I know I'm trapped. Yeah, yeah, hey, look. I heard my nigga talking about me, whisper getting close, uh, niggas ain't breaking bread, I don't even know you, uh. Hey yo, what's up y'all? How y'all doing man? Long time no see, fellas. Been doing pretty good, been relaxed, almost about that time for graduation for more. Ooh, Ooh. I forgot about that bro, that's coming real soon. Can't wait, absolutely can't, although like we said before, it's just gonna be a little virtual thing, but ready to get it and keep it moving. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Me, I just been, uh. Keeping my head down, stacking my paper, <laughs> living life one day at a time. That's the way to go. It's almost like hibernation season. You exactly. know, you got a mix of, of COVID and it's starting to get cold. Yeah, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in the house, honestly. But, but yeah, no, I was gonna say like we were saying, sweatshirt season. Yeah, for sure, sweatshirt season. But it's been a minute since we've uh, we've linked back up. We took a little break, and uh, but we are back. Definitely wanted to just hop back into the conversation and start a conversation. I've been thinking this about a lot of like podcasts and stuff like that. A lot of uh, different people have started stuff, you know, during the quarantine where everybody's yeah. kind of been in the house. But once the world kind of opens back up, everybody kind of gets back into their movies. It's like, who can we sustain? Because then yeah. it's like, hey, fellas, yo, we got a podcast to drop, but it's good to be back on the air. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's the good thing about us because, like, obviously we have the podcast, but I think. Uh, our social media has also been jumping. People, uh, people have been really rocking with us heavy on there. And so luckily, we I think we've really done a good job of building something that goes beyond quarantine, something that goes beyond uh, just like a here and now type thing. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, it's been a, a wild ride since the beginning of this to now. Like, I feel like so much has gone on. Like, it's a completely different world than when we started this, like, idea back in, like, February, uh, March. So... Oh man, what what's been all of the things that's been going on since March? Of course, you had the big thing, Corona, um, but I guess just this whole election cycle too. Like just watching how that has unfolded. Um, we had the bubble, NBA bubble. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of different things. What else? It was like a whole civil rights movement. <laughs> oh, see, how, how can I forget that? How can I forget that? That's true, um, man. Um, shit, I don't know, but since you did say something about the uh the election, so Tuesday we get our results, right? Tuesday, but yeah, Tuesday the, night, air quotes around Tuesday night. But somebody said, I thought they said the Supreme Court approved for North Carolina, wherever they'll be able to like get absentee for like eight days after. Did y'all hear anything about that? Yeah, so I think in any election, you get a result on the night. But I think people are still getting votes counted like afterwards. Um, And this one is going to be special just because obviously you've had absentee voting for like the last several weeks. Um, You'll obviously have people go vote. uh, But then you also you'll have, you know, have to do something about, you know, even the votes that were cast. But like, do you count them? Do you not? Because like a lot of people are just waiting until the last minute to kind of do stuff. Um, And then there's also just a lot of stuff going on to like keep people's votes I'm not going to say keep people's votes from counting, but there's a lot of things going on that do kind of prevent some people's votes from being counted in uh in time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody's going to have to figure out something to get all that accounted for. 
as far as getting people's uh you know votes you know tabulated and all that sort of stuff and then you have like swing states too like you have yeah. to wait until the last minute to count those votes and yeah exactly and like i feel like this year is just so special uh special maybe in a bad way because like we've never had to like go through something like this before and then like all the controversy that's already going on it's like yo we, we really don't know so i i don't think that we will get like a conclusive uh answer on election day i think it'll be like days after election day where we finally get the the end result and see who the winner is it's gonna be crazy to see somebody's gonna be upset either way it depends (laughs) on which party it's gonna be have y'all been out there in them lines it seems it seems like all the way i don't know just from what i've been seeing all the way up to like tuesday maybe wednesday you could maybe get it out an hour but it seems like now them things have been wrapped around buildings and stuff what have y'all noticed yeah so when i went and voted i think it was a little over a week ago, I was in line for an hour and 20 minutes. Ooh. But, and I'm not going to say, but I got there at about nine o'clock. The place opened at, I think, maybe 830. Yeah. So, like, Sheesh. in theory, I should have been, like, able to get in there, like, quick. And also, I live in Aiken, so that's not a super populated area. So, I can only imagine what it's like in a, you know, a larger city, even like a Columbia-sized city. Yeah. Could you imagine New York? <laughs> oh, eight. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say ain't no way. I like I would vote regardless. <laughs> but who I can ooh gotta do absentee. Yeah, <laughs> I would gotta do yeah, it. Mail in or whatever I can do. I'm not waiting no lines in New I'd York. I'd send a carrier pigeon, smoke signal, something. I would not send <laughs> a line. Yo, yeah, that is crazy. Hey, but something else that uh, that has been going on to kind of go back to your other question of uh, the South Carolina State Fair. We heard Josh, you were out there, right? Oh, how are those man. lines? Yo. Those lines are Darius. Like you said, you were there for like an hour, an hour fifteen. It's like I was in that line for over three hours, bro. And it's like it didn't make any sense because <laughs> all it was was it's basically a drive-through. Like they had food and everything, and they had you like come around. Uh, y'all know what George Rogers uh, mm-hmm. Boulevard. Um, come around that side, and then you snake through the whole fairgrounds parking lot. But it took so long and like you were just behind so many cars. I feel like they could have done it so much better. And the food, it, it, it was okay at best. Like I feel like it was a waste of time and a waste yeah. of money because you know they'd be expensive too. God forbid you like, you get food at one of the first places because you still have to go through everywhere else. Yeah. By the time you get your food, it's cold. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know those kids who probably in the back seat. the mom's like, you're not eating in this car. It's like, oh, oh man. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about going, but uh, I talked to Josh, and he was like, it, he didn't have, obviously, he was in the line for a minute, so I was like, that's probably not the best for me, because my patience is, like, at a zero at yeah. all times. Like, I'd be <laughs> mad at Chick-fil-A when it takes seven minutes, so yeah. I could imagine at the fair, but that's a fact. I hope no. we'll be back next year. Yeah. Yo, now, back to the conversation with the uh, election lines. Like, my parents, uh, like you were saying, like, a couple of days before, like, like now, like maybe on Saturday uh, or Friday, um, you were able to like get in and get out pretty quick. Like my parents had that same experience. My dad went and spent like 20 minutes there. And then I went the day after them, uh, Friday, and there was a whole long line. And I was like, oh, I can't wait in this because I had some work to do. But yeah, I- I'm probably going to go tomorrow. Or if I can't make it tomorrow, I'll go Tuesday. Yeah. You know, so. I might be uh, stuck out in those lines too, man. <laughs> Make sure you get your sticker that you're voting. <laughs> Do y'all think we'll ever get to uh, mobile voting? Uh, 
before you answer that question, I got this from Billions. Like, I had already heard about it a couple of times with Billions. It was like a major topic of discussion. So what you think, Darius? I think if we ever get to the point where you can securely vote and like make sure that people can't like vote more than once, yes. But I also feel like voting in person does inherently keep some people from doing it. Mm. Therefore, it'll be advantageous to some people to not switch to mobile voting. Yeah. So that's the only thing that makes me think that we won't do it. Mm. That That's an interesting way to look at it. I haven't thought about that. But no, I definitely see it in the future. I just feel like now the technology isn't there in a secure way. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's there. Like, we could technically do it right now. But that security threat is is not something that we want to have uh have done with us and looking at it in the past too like 2016 there was already like interference too so if it gets to the point where the technology is secure and you can actually trust it i feel like that's going to be inevitable but now in in the next couple of years i don't think we're there i was about to say russia's uh looking looking their hands at the chops and was potentially yeah. moving on the mobile boat they said let's go go let's ahead go and ahead. move over yeah, like when they gonna get started, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, um, two more days until the election, man. Like, like I said on the last episode that we recorded a couple of weeks ago, I'm just ready for these political ads to be off. Like, I, I, I'm done with them. So, two more days until that's over, I'm looking forward to it. But oh my bad, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. But good. yeah, I was watching. I think the game earlier, and I swear it was like three minutes worth of commercial. Of nothing but like political ad. <laughs> like, where's ADT security? <laughs> where's all these other brands? Like these political ads, uh, they've been crazy. They've been all over the place. But I'm also really intrigued by the people who've had the most ads. At least once. That means you know they've, they've gotten a lot of money for yeah. advertisement mm-hmm. from different people who donate and stuff. It's like what? But once you become elected, it's like who do you not have to pay back? But who has your ear at this point? Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a real thing, cause it's like, all right, now we got you in this office. Now I need you to pull a couple of strings for me. It's, I don't want to hear you can't do it. Yeah. I put you in here to be able to make that decision. <laughs> yeah, um, um, cause I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, it was an ad for, well, it wasn't an ad for anybody. It was an ad against Lindsey Graham, mm. and they went at this man, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so these political ads they do kind of get a little like. A little nasty like here and there but this one was like special and mm. i'm like oh my god like because jamie harrison's obviously running against him i'm like jamie harrison normally wouldn't put out something this bad yeah like i obviously they have their disagreements or whatever but like still and then it was by the lincoln project that put this campaign out against lindsey graham and so it's just like dang so it's not even just jamie harrison that wants these people out of office you know their opponents but it's just you know outside groups that are just like, okay, we'll campaign on behalf of this person, hmm. even though we really don't, from the outside looking in, we don't seem to gain anything from supporting this candidate, but probably behind the scenes, you know, some deals have probably been made. So, hmm. and that's not to say anything is like sketchy going on with Jamie Harris's campaign, because I don't know <laughs> that. But, um, he seems, yeah. He seems like a trustworthy guy. Yeah. From Orangeburg, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, make sure to let you know that. Just, just a kid from Orangeburg. South Raised Carolina. by his grandparents, right? Yeah. yeah. Y'all know the deal. We all know the story. Y'all know the vibes. <laughs> oh, but also something else going on. I think we've discussed it. The Killer Mike has the bank coming out, Greenwood yes, Bank. Yes, yes. It's going to be an all-electronic all electronic bank. He's partnered with it, which is really cool. It's not like he's just endorsing. Like, he's a partner for it. Mm-hmm. I think right now they're just – it's not reservations. 
But right now, they're like kind of getting going. Waiting can, list, right? Yes, there you yeah, go. The waiting, waiting list. list. I think they're going to get started next year. So be sure to. It, I heard them saying that. I never even thought about this. It's good to have multiple bank accounts. Yeah. So make sure if y'all got a little bit of extra coins, maybe you get something for Christmas, graduation. I don't really care. But go ahead and throw it in Greenwood so we can build up the black money. Yeah. I, I And I saw that too. And I was like, oh, I might have to put some money in that too because. Uh, we were having the conversation with Darius, Wells Fargo, got to make the migration yeah, wow. from Wells Fargo. <laughs> like, that's been my main bank account, just because, like, my dad used it, and that's the first bank account that I had. Um, but, yeah, with the stuff that they got going on and the stuff that their leaders are saying, I got to find somewhere else to bank with. So, might have to be Greenwood for sure. Yeah. Greenwood, that was... Uh... That was the name of Black Wall Street. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. I was just listening uh, to yeah. him talking about it, yeah. Yeah, gotta support that just for that reason alone. Nah, for real. It seems like Killer Mike's been everywhere lately, though, which is a good thing because I feel like he's really authentic with what his message is and what he's trying to do. Yeah, I said 100%. As a matter of fact, whenever sometimes I'm bored or whatever, y'all know I like to watch a lot of the interviews. It might be boring to most people. But to me, I really enjoy it. I just type in his name. So, yeah, so make sure y'all go ahead and go to the website. I don't have it on, uh, on hand, but use Google. It's out there. And uh, go ahead and apply for, what do we say, Josh? Get the on waiting the waiting list. list. Get on waiting list. Get on the waiting list. But something he talked about in the interview that I had never heard anything about was food deserts and bank deserts. Darius, can you give us a little bit more intel on that? Yeah, so basically, uh, I'll describe like what a food desert is. And a bank desert is kind of the same thing, but with the bank. <laughs> um, so you'll notice in a lot of communities, and specifically... Uh, it happens a lot of communities of color, you know, black communities, stuff like that. Um, and also lower income communities where you have like a ton of fast food places. You have, you know, maybe the occasional liquor store too, but um, you won't have any like grocery stores and especially any grocery stores that have, you know, uh, good access to, you know, organic food, stuff mm -hmm. that wasn't like genetically modified, stuff like that. Um, which throwback to a previous episode we did with... Uh, the people from Golden Wings, we yeah. talked about that a little bit, yeah. how the vegetables you get out of like a food line are going to be completely different from the ones you get out of a Whole Foods. Facts. Uh, and you'll never see a Whole Foods in the hood. So Ever. Uh, Amazon is not making it. No, nope. exactly. No so. Trader Joe's either. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of just that same theory, um, that same you know line of thinking as far as banks go. And even uh, to, to bring it on home to South Carolina, there are like even counties and cities in South Carolina that don't have like hospitals. Mm. So like God forbid, well, I'm like, well, yeah, God forbid, uh, you're like a woman and you're pregnant, you go into labor, you have to drive to a whole nother city, sometimes two or three cities over wow. to just like give birth. So, Sheesh. And this is 2020. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yes. I had heard about that and I was like, hmm, sounds like some ideas for somebody. Hopefully that inspires the next generation to put up some grocery stores yeah. or some, uh, and also I heard him say that. So sometimes people buy, end up buying the grocery from like the gas station mm -hmm. and the gas, not grocery necessarily, but like different mm -hmm. food things that they might serve. But then the gas price can, uh, not the gas price, but the prices at the gas station can kind of skyrocket. Cause it's like, I know you got to come here. Yeah. So maybe that will inspire. I think that Tupac said, and I never got it at the moment, because like, I can't change the world, but if I can inspire the next person, then yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. But I guess that's why it's good to get information out to the masses. Yeah, and no, that that just goes back to like Killer Mike. He's actually talked about some of those things, like having uh, healthy food options and grocery stores. Um, and it's just like he's everywhere now, but these are the type of people that I feel like we need. And he's one of the people, like, he's very on the side of like, um, the left and Democrats, and he backs a lot of different people. I think he was backing uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he was big, um, Bernie Sanders, big on man. Bernie Sanders. But 
it, it makes me think about like what if killer mike was to run for uh a, an office or anything like that even if it's like a governor or um something like that like but eventually if we were able to have some of these like leaders within the black community form our own political party you know have y'all thought about that well, Diddy's doing it. <laughs> I heard Diddy was doing but I didn't really understand it too much about it. So, I cannot remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but I know that I talked to y'all about it. Um, because I, this is my, Adarius Simpkins' personal beliefs, personal opinions. It does not reflect Dominate the Decade. <laughs> dominate the Decade LLC. Disclaimer. <laughs> I was not a fan of Kanye West deciding to run. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been pretty vocal about that just in my own personal life. But anyway. I said that a good alternative to him doing that would be to take the money that he constantly reminds us that he has uh, <laughs> and start a political party Fact. with, you know, the black agenda as, you know, the central platform. Said that would be great. Turns out Diddy did it. Uh, and if you go on social media, as social media tends to do, people are roasting him or whatever, uh, to a degree, for a good reason. But I think that that is a step in the right direction, not just for the black community, but for just American politics as a whole. Uh, because, I mean, we've been talking, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, you know, the two-party system doesn't benefit anybody. At all. So, I don't personally see how we can keep voting for two parties and expecting that to change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we get someone else with the financial acumen to, you know, start a political party, to fund it, and to get, you know, other candidates' ideas and platforms yeah. out there, I don't see why we wouldn't support that. Um, now, do I support everything that P. Diddy does? <laughs> do, I ever, do I support everything that he has done? No. Uh, and I think, like I said before, all criticisms of him that I've heard, well, most criticism of him that I've heard has been valid, uh, but I think he's doing a really good thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a good thought, and shout out to Pete Diddy for doing that, but I think that makes me think of, like, there's never going to be this one person that solves everything. Exactly. Like, for me, it's what is the team going to do? Like, are you going to empower the right people? Do you know the right people? Like even Bernie Sanders, like his campaign, if Killer Mike reaches out to him and he's like, hey, we need this, like there's these problems in these places. And he's like, hey, like, you know what you're doing. I trust you to do what you're doing. So I'm gonna empower you and give you the resources to uh, solve this problem. Then you you have a better whole, you know? So if we have a, a party that can do that and it's not, oh, we have to have a leader or face of this party, but rather it's, the, it's just good people for good things, then I feel like that can truly succeed. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea. I'm glad that we kind of acted on it. And so we got four years for the next election. Not to say we're overlooking this one, but it'll be interesting to see how much steam it can start to gain now and how it kind of finishes up with it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I listened to uh, another podcast by Bakari Sellers, who's uh, a lawyer and activist out of, I forget where he is in South Carolina, but... um. I think somewhere in the upstate. But anyway, um, he and April Ryan were talking about Ice Cube meeting with Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This um, is the topic of conversation. And their their whole thing was, you know, he went over to the Trump campaign to talk about, you know, how to work to uplift the black community economically or whatever. Yeah. And their issue with it was that it completely overlooked the hundreds of people within the black community that are already working to do that. Um, and so they were saying like, well, if Ice Cube really wanted to get stuff done, he could have empowered and uplifted those voices Mm -hmm. instead of basically just going to work with Trump, who he had spent the last four years, you know, criticizing basically. So, Mm. so what were your thoughts on that situation, Matt? 
Okay. Well, this is before Darius just said what he said. But <laughs> my whole thing was, I thought that Ice Cube went and did, did he reach out to Trump or did Trump people reach out to him? So he said he reached out to both the Democratic and the he Republican did say that. Party. Yeah. And he said, hey, I have this plan or I have these ideas for how we can help the black community. And he said that the only party, or no, no, the Democrats did reach out and said, hey, let's talk after the election. But then he said that the Republican Party and Donald Trump's team said, okay, we can talk now. And that's when they talked about it. And they revised their plans. Yeah, they edited the plan. I think the Democrats need to step their game up. What I will say, though, is that Biden has had a plan for addressing, like, Black America's problems for a while. Lived every voice, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been on his website, so it's not like... You know, when ICU reached out to the Biden campaign or whatever, they just didn't have anything. Yeah. But, and that's kind of how it sounds. Yeah, 100%. But it's not at all what happened. Yeah. And then this is also not me, like, I'm not saying that y'all have to vote for the Biden campaign. Not saying, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but just. At all. Yeah. There was a plan, but I guess uh, the Biden campaign just wasn't willing to meet with Ice Cube to talk about it until after the campaign. Yeah. So let's talk about the. the Biden plan too. Let let me let me drop my issue with it. Okay. I thought there were a lot of good things in the Biden plan, but my major problem with it was it was never any specific language for black people. Like it was a lot of this is, these are the stats that happen to black Americans. Um here's how we're going to fix it and the solution would be so we're going to do this for minorities or we're going to do this for people of color. So I'm like how can you paint a picture with uh, the troubles that black people go through and then say it's for just people of color in general? Because that that's a very dicey thing because you can say, uh, hey, we uplifted all of these people of color, but that doesn't specifically mean black people. Like people of color can be anyone that is basically not white. So... I just would rather it be like specific for black people. Like if if this is a plan for black America, make it for black America, not people of mm-hmm. color or minorities. Because it, anyone can be in minorities. Like women are in minorities too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, LGBTQ are in minorities too. So yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that if they would have met with Ice Cube or anyone else, uh, like maybe before the election or before now, then maybe they could have, talked about those different things and it actually be like in a, a real plan to actually help us i'm not disagreeing with that at all because i think that's valid i'm just wondering if politically and legally and this is me being realist is that possible like mm-hmm. is it possible to say we're going to do this thing to specifically uplift black people and to have that be the language mm-hmm. because i know first off we can't even say black lives matter without people being yeah. up in arms so we have something like on the books that says like, okay, well, we're going to do this to economically uplift black people. Like, I know that would go left. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I'm not arguing or disagreeing with what you said at all. I just don't know if that's possible. Mm-hmm. One thing, obviously, I'm not the most well-versed person in uh, the politics thing. But one thing I've kind of started to learn is everybody's kind of trying to play the middleman. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't want to upset these people because I need their votes, but I'm trying to make everybody happy. 
And then so I guess as black people, we're kind of getting to the point where it's like, yeah, yeah, you can make them happy later, but right now I need you to make me happy. And I guess that's kind of the direction we're trying to hopefully go into is like yeah. demanding what we want out of it and yeah. I'm not really worried about what everybody else wants. That's not my problem. You want my vote. So this is what I need you all to do. But I think that's the direction we're moving in. But I definitely have noticed it's like, how can I address as many people as possible without not offending anyone? Yeah. And you just kind of play that game as much as possible. Yeah. So I think regardless of what happens – either side if they have a plan i just hope we as a community like actually enforce it and make Mm -hmm. put that pressure on them to make these things happen like it's not just going to be hey you're going to tell us this then four years later it's oh like we couldn't get this done and that goes for both sides too like regardless of if uh biden wins or trump wins it's like no no no. you said that you're going to do these things and that's where i feel like we need to get to as a community yeah um and I think that kind of goes back to our previous point about, uh, you know, Ice Cube not having, you know, restarted consulted, you know, the people who are doing the legwork now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of those people are going to be important in the next, you know, upcoming years. Like I said, like you said, with either side, you know, holding them accountable because, like I said, they've been doing the work thus far. Yeah. Um, and they really, I think, either candidate would be smart to reach out to those people to, like, have them working alongside them throughout this. I'm glad you said that accountable her. We've heard that a lot over the past couple, I would say about the past year, like make sure you hold the politicians accountable and stuff like that. What are some ways do y'all think that you could actually go to hold the people accountable? Um, so I will say that if you have like a senator or representative, for, well, you do have a senator or representative for your district, wherever you live, you're voting for them. Either you have voted for them or you will. Uh, because we know all the listeners are going to go vote. But anyway, um, <laughs> yes. Their, you know, contact information in their offices is like a matter of public record. They can't hide that information from you. Yeah. You can write letters. You can call, spam them, email, whatever you got to do to just make your, whatever it is that you want to happen, you can make that known. Uh, And like I said, they have to keep that, those lines of communication open. Um, A lot of it is also working within the community, just like organizing, doing stuff like that. Um, Protesting is like, again, like one way. Um, being mindful about where you choose to spend money is another way to hold mm, people that's accountable. A big one. Um, that and that's one that we oftentimes don't think about um, until something has gone like horribly wrong. Uh, yeah, and there are also there are a ton of di- also. Um, you know, people love to complain about how corrupt poli- po- politicians and people who hold political offices are, but mm-hmm. then they will also never run for those po- uh, political offices. Uh, So, you know, if you're unhappy with, you know, the people who have been holding offices and you uh, have ideas for things that could run better, run for the office. Mm. Um, Because a lot of stuff you really don't need expertise to do. Like, like for instance, to be a coroner, you only need to be 18 and not have a uh, criminal record. Yeah. You don't need any medical training. That, That And for people who may not know, that job is doing, like, autopsies, determining, like, causes of death, stuff like that. Stuff is very important. You don't need any medical you don't even need a degree you just need a high school diploma in most cases wait so how what do they do like what is it that the person if i'm 18 let's say i'm 18 Mm. and i don't have any crimes and i'm like hey i want to run for corner like but what do they do like how how can that be how will they be able to run the autopsies that's a great question i would say they do (laughs) i would say you better hope that uh that that person is being opposed by somebody else 
that's running for yeah. office. That's one thing I noticed too on the ballot. It's like a lot of times some of these people are running unopposed. Again, yeah, and that's because <laughs> they went by these smaller towns because people just accept things for being the way that they are. Don't think right. that they can change them. Wow. Um, and then also another throwback to an earlier episode, we talked about the fact that everyone involved in like the George Floyd case and then the Breonna Taylor case wasn't elected official. They, mm. that someone could have run against or like and going back to the coroner like they try to say that George Floyd died of uh, drugs in his system or whatever not mm. the knee on his neck for almost nine minutes so again these are things that you can run for these are things that you can actively change you just have to do it mm. um, educating yourself on like what these different uh, people do that's a big uh, one running for stuff like school board because we complain about how uh, jacked up the education system is but again none of us are in the education system so mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah there are a yeah. lot of times at those board meetings we, have, we don't even show up to them exactly. so it's like they're, they're voting on them you don't even yeah. show up for it so I guess you can't complain from the side but you don't do anything to change anything yeah yo oftentimes they have like community town halls and things too that anyone can show up to and voice any concerns mm-hmm. um, but no I think those are all great examples of how you can hold people accountable um, but I also think it's like more of what's going on now like it seems like we're at a stage where we at least see the importance of being politically active and actually educating yourself about it so i just hope that this doesn't die down like this is the standard now like when something goes on like i don't think that like one specific voice on social media does anything but a group of people Mm -hmm. definitely does if you bring attention to it so uh definitely making your voice heard um, and just whatever you can do, like to, to help or fight the cause or do anything like Adari said, the money thing, like if you don't want to see someone, uh, doing, oh no, that was bad. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Let me stop. Um, if you want to have better places and better people in positions of power, then direct your money to those type of people and support the things that they support. So. I'm glad you brought up the thing about kind of hopefully this isn't all just a phase. Yeah. I was looking at the NFL earlier today, and you know, they had the Black Lives Matters and on the back of the helmets and stuff like that. It's like, it'll be very interesting to see if next season, if that continues. Yeah. Or if we kind of go back to normal, like it just being kind of a phase. There was a really good thing that was going around on social media. I would say maybe it was in May. It was like, Black Lives Still Matter, are you still listening? It was yeah. something like that. It was a post, and I was like, and I remember seeing that. I was like, I hope that these don't go away, and for sure they kind of have. But it's been nice to see it in the NFL all the time and stuff, but we'll see if it continues. Um, yeah. The thing about that is uh, that I think is super interesting uh, is that the conversation at some point also has to switch to Black Lives Mattering, but not just when one of us is dead. Yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter when, you know... We're talking about you know the school to prison pipeline or uh, the fact that black women are more likely to die given childbirth or mm-hmm. like we talked about with the food deserts like this is more than just you know police killing us which I mean obviously is a very big issue something that happens a lot too far and far too often but that's not our only issue yeah that's real yeah that is true and the last stat I want to drop for this episode. Got it from the Kanye West episode, and it, uh, whenever he was with Joe Rogan on the podcast, and it's kind of stuck with me. Was that one million? Where's eight billion people in the world? I think he said, and only one billion of them are on the internet. Yeah. And so I'll just think yeah. about like if you got some e-commerce, you got a business or something going. It's like it's seven million people that are not even on the internet. Mm. It's like how can we reach out to those? Well, seven billion would it be? 
This is what, how can we reach out to those people? That's been, obviously, there was a lot that he said in that interview. And it was like two hours, right? It was like two hours, 25 minutes. It was three hours. Three hours was and long, 25 minutes. But it was definitely a very, very interesting interview, nonetheless. Yeah, that that was a great interview. That will definitely go down as uh, one of the better interviews on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, LLC Twitter. Make sure y'all go out and figure out how y'all going to get in touch with those 7 billion people who are not on the internet. But <laughs> And also make sure y'all go out and vote. If you haven't already. Yeah, because we've got two days and we're going to get to see how all this turns out. I actually, these days, kind of look forward to seeing how what the analysts say mm-hmm. and then just the different opinions and stuff like that. But, yeah. What are, uh, it's funny, like, what are y'all doing for the election? Like, are y'all going to, like, watch anything? Like, who? Uh, yeah, I think we were talking about it earlier. Just go ahead and have your little uh, election day self-care. <laughs> strategies planned out gotta have it. uh because it's gonna be an extreme either way yeah but um yes yeah, so i'll probably watch you know uh you know cnn or whatever news channel i just happen to turn to at that point uh but definitely don't like fixate on it is what i would say you know yeah find your favorite show on netflix hulu prime whatever your subscription is just kind of flip back and forth yeah uh, I feel like if you yeah. can check in and see, like, okay, let me get an update here and there. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to be on social media the whole time. Like, I feel like it's just going to be too much that day. It's already been too much over these last two weeks. So, yeah, I'm going to probably be doing that Netflix thing, like you were saying, Darius. Yeah, I'm just trying to see a declared winner. That's all I want to say. I just want to see who wins, and then we'll be able to move forward off of that. Yep. Well, I guess we'll know in a couple of days, man. So, yeah. That's all I got. But that's all we... Darius, you got something? Darius looks like he's thinking right now. I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we can wait one second, bro. Oh, um, yes. And on the topic of going to go vote, uh, don't trust the polls. Like, Mm. regardless of what the polls say, you need to get up and go vote. Mm. Uh, Tell your auntie, your sister, baby, daddy, cousin Tracy, all of (laughs) them, get up, go vote. Even if, you know, Biden or Trump is up by 40 points in the polls, y'all still need to go vote. So, That's the perfect way to wrap it up. Yep, that's all we have for this edition of Dominate the Decade. We are out. Peace. Adios. Hasta luego. Seems